For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Charity Stripe on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Hit your free throws because they are free. Joshua Fisher, Alexander tossing the rock. Tosopolis, DJ, Nikki, Snacks, Kreider on 1090 ESPN as well. Gents, one of the more jarring, probably one of the more jarring weeks we've experienced in covering football, I would say. Something that I don't think any of us have seen before. We've heard about it in basketball Obviously, there have been instances in fighting and uh, racing sports, like basically the more a bit more combative sports than football, uh, where we've seen tragic moments. But something really scary obviously happened with Demar Hamlin on Monday night in the Bills Bengals game. And fortunately, we've received news throughout the day and yesterday that things are promising. Uh, it looks like he's waking up and he's he woke up today. Yeah, yeah, which is holding great. hands with his family. Which is amazing. Honestly, the biggest worry I probably had of the whole situation was how much time in between his heart stopping uh, was there before they resuscitated him and got it going again. So there was no real brain damage. Um, you know, we would love to see him on the field again one day, but I think that's not at the forefront. More so of, hey, is this guy going to be able to walk? Is he good? Can we get him living a normal life? John Dawkins basically pleaded with everybody, all the fans and the media to be like, hey, look, stop looking at us like superstars or players and whatnot. Look at us like human beings. And that's what we care about right now. And it was really beautiful to see a lot of the NFL, a lot of the media and a lot of fans and just people following the story in general, yeah. band together, do- donate to his donation. I think they've really raised support. over 5 million so far. I think it's, it's like six. For his six. toy drive. Yeah. yeah it's like six I saw that six. in his jersey at least on Fanatics, like rose to the top selling jersey and all of the proceeds, like 100% of those proceeds ended up going to his toy drive, which I thought was really cool. You couldn't get it. Sauce Gardner, rival Jets, tried to get a jersey to rock and he mm-hmm. couldn't get one. He's like, hey, can someone donate? Yeah, Twitter. Yeah. yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy to watch. Uh, so it's in I, a really dark moment. It was good to see people band together. Honestly, it might be the like the most coming together moment I've seen like in our country in the last like three years. Oh, years. Yeah. And it's crazy that it takes something like that to make it happen. Right. Right. Yeah. That's kind of just like the world we live in. I mean, we don't know. We don't need to like dive too deep into this, but it's, isn't it interesting that when someone, you know, wins a championship, how many more people are critical and comparative of that in a major success in sports, as opposed to, you know, what happened in, in what was, you know, almost a major tragedy and what was a major tragedy, even in the fact that it, it just happened. But, you know, 
thankfully there were people there that were, you know, on the sidelines, ready to go, ready to do their job, the medical staffs, um, and shout out to those coaches, obviously, who were, yeah, you know, I mean, the Bengals, I mean, they're, the Bengals are the home team and it's an away player. So the Bills are prepared with what to do, but not necessarily like they're not strapped with all the full equipment they need. Right. Whereas it's a situation with the Bengals um, and, and they're the ones that are strapped. Shout out to the FedEx guy who just popped into our studio. Hope you have a happy new year, sir. Uh, the Bengals is strapped with a defibrillator and stuff that they would typically need yeah. um, to really make sure things are properly working. Uh, so the, you train for this. Um, so many, know, so much support and prayers for DeMar, but also for T. Higgins, which I thought showed a lot of awareness from so many different people because this was a, it was a freak accident. Yeah. I, I didn't like guys like Bart Scott putting blame on T. Higgins, right? And be like, oh, you should what? know better. Yeah, he was saying, like, you're not supposed to lower your helmet in those situations. You know how many times guys do that? You know how many times oh, that, that play happens? That is a freak accident that happened, and T. Higgins has no blame on him whatsoever. None. Nah, it's not like he tried to hurt anybody. That's horrible. Yeah. Are you serious? Yep, dead serious. But, you know, at the end of the day... Things are looking good. We're really yeah. happy about that. We're glad that everyone's kind of band together. The NFL has handled this pretty well, in my opinion. Um, ESPN, during that telecast, did the best they could, getting thrown a monkey wrench. You know, all the, the analysts and the anchors, I, I want to kind of give them praise because they've never had something like this before and they right. really held it together and I think they did a great job. But Yeah, the EMTs are prepared. The, the media is certainly not prepared well, they may for that. They bring in a guy. Right. like They have Dean Blandino and... Uh, you know all these guys coming in to talk about the rules down the line they may have a medical professional oh, on, on, they on should 100 percent have someone for every single game on standby cbs fox espn nbc should always have someone if they're talking about rules like this there's too many injuries that happen way too often the one thing though that i think you have to err on the side of caution is that you can't have doctors come out there and speculate what happened no no, no that's the one speculation which yeah. right if we know any doctors, like the ones that I know, they never speculate. Right. No. Exactly. No, but they're good at that. I, I think that, you know, for situations like this, like when they see the EMTs come on the field or, you know, when they see a guy who's going to concussion protocol, I mean, this season for the NFL has probably been the most eye-opening we've ever seen in terms of health, players' health, right? Like in terms of all the concussions that have happened, of course, we always have the same amount of ACL tears as usual. Players have really rallied together and they want to get the removal of turf in the NFL. They want right. to play on natural grass. Um, you know, we might see an equipment change with the helmets and with the shoulder pads now with what we just saw, you know, more added protection on the chest. Yeah. So we'll see what happens through the aftermath of the season. But I want to quickly just shed yeah. some light on what has been discussed right now through the NFL for the contingency plan of, of the cancellation of this game, because all signs point to the Bengals and the Bills not playing this game mm. um there's not enough time um and you really just can't fit it in we're heading into week 18 right now and then you got the playoffs really the next weekend so they've discussed adding an eighth playoff team to each conference because obviously you want to do it the afc you got to make it competitive got to do it with the nfc as well the first team does not get a buy no longer if that were to be the ruling um the one seed would play the eight seed and then mm. so on um they've also discussed taking away home field advantage for uh, the AFC Championship game, um, in case like that eighth seed makes it all the way there, um, you know, against you know the seventh seed or whatever. 
But they were saying that if the Chiefs or the Bengals um, or the Bills were to make it, then that would pretty much do away with that rule. I, I don't really understand that. So like much. those th- those three teams would get home field advantage if they got there. Well, they were just saying like that rule doesn't matter if those three teams like were. Um, it should matter with if those two of the three teams play each other, right? Because right. those are three of the teams that could have won the AFC, right? I, I don't understand the logic really behind that. Like home field advantage, like if you're. If you make it and you're the highest seed, like you should get home field advantage, like regardless. But they're talking about neutral playing grounds, which I'm not a big fan of. Um, but you were saying, Josh, like, look, they want to expand to eight teams, but like the NFL obviously wants more viewers. They want more games. They you want care more the viewers, bro. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Like, think about it. First of all, we're talking about the winner of the AFC. No one's talking about the fact that hypothetically the Bills what won that game. The Bengals and the Ravens will be playing for the North this upcoming weekend, which that changes things, mm-hmm. right? So there's all these playoff scenarios where I guess like we have no choice but to you know push those aside. My well, I, you had one game in, in particular that you think they really are I mean, focused the Packers, on. The, everything is like they flex the the thing with the NFL is this like they have full time manipulation, right? So the Commanders versus the Cowboys. Yep. Giants, Eagles, and then it's the Cardinals, Niners. Right? Those three teams can all win the right? The Cowboys can still win the NFC, let alone the NFC East. If the Niners and the Eagles both lose, the Cowboys win, yep. they win the NFC, not yep. let alone the NFC East. So all three of those games are flexed to the same time. That's the afternoon slate. So they what they don't want in the NFL is they don't want the Eagles to win in the morning and the Cowboys be like, all right, this like, well, we're, we're the yeah, we're the fifth seed, like, let's just go rest our guys. Right. They want the best product out there as possible. Now, the eighth seed, it literally doesn't matter really for the like why, like why the wild card teams like are really not affected by the, that missed game. Like the Patriots still need to beat the Bills, the Steelers still need to take care of business against the Browns. And the Dolphins need a win against the Jets. Like all these teams, like nothing has changed for those teams in those scenarios. What's really changed now, if you add that eighth seed, ultimately, had the Seahawks won, right? If the Seahawks beat the Rams, which they probably will do, the Seahawks beat the Rams, then the Packers win and they're in. But if the Lions win, it doesn't matter. It's negated. The Lions right. are pretty much just playing to beat the rival Packers. But if you had that eighth seed playoff, right, then that right. game matters even if the then Seahawks it's an win. Automatic win and, and in, and that's a Sunday night game. And this. This situation that just happened doesn't affect the NFC whatsoever. This is an AFC game. Completely. Two teams that are already locked in the playoffs. The Ravens are already locked in the playoffs. So there's really, like, this game really, it mattered. But at the same time, all the teams that it mattered to were already in. It's all about seeding at this point. I would actually... Yeah, which is like, yeah. The teams that, that lose the most from this, if this is the decision that is made, one... The Chiefs, of course, because I believe that they were going to they're going to win this week against the Raiders. And they're going to get the bye. And two, I think that it's just like there's so many teams that are being added. And we already did this, right? We've already added a team, and we're going to get to the point where you know, in five years from now, if this is the exact same system, not the not the you know alternate one that they're employing potentially for this season, where we're going to look and we're going to say, okay, in the last seven years. We're going to look at that last wild card team that got in. Some of them are going to have less than 500 records. Mm-hmm. Some of them are not going to deserve to be a playoff team, in my opinion, 
it's all based off how you perform in the regular season. Like right. we looked at that Chargers Raiders game at the end of last year. Like yeah. neither of those teams were great. And guess what? The Raiders lost in the first round. Like I yeah, but teams in the wild card typically we saw the Giants. The Giants they won multiple the twice. times. Yeah, yeah, they went from the wild card spot. I mean, I don't necessarily have a Pre- prior to the rule change though of the what of the additional wild card team. Yeah, correct. I mean, the additional wild card. I mean, it's all for ratings. They want as many fan bases and as many teams invested in. Like they're they're it, that that's the only that's the only way you can I can look at this at least is like their reaction to this, you know, tragic situation is what it is. Yeah. Is add an eighth, a third, whatever, a fourth wildcard team. Like, that's where we're at right now. Like, the real thing is, like, you have a Pro Bowl week where nobody cares about. Realistically, in the playoffs, up in, aside from the Super Bowl, you have one week to prepare. And now I know they like to do the whole radio well, row. Like, we go to that and, like, all, like, the, like everything that, that goes around. You really need that extra week to prepare because the week before the Super Bowl is just chaos. They did say that if this game were to be played again, they would play it the week after week 18, right? So yeah. the first week of the technical uh, wildcard week. Right. The NFC wildcard would happen that week, and then the AFC would be pushed to the next week. So then they would just do away with that buffer week that we have where it's the quote-unquote Pro Bowl. And it would be just an NFC week? Right. It'd be NFC wildcard week one, and then AFC wildcard week week two. And then they would get... Back on yeah, I mean, half of these guys are. Mac Jones was a Pro Bowler last year, and he shouldn't have been. I like, mean, yeah, no one gives unbelievable. No one gives a crap about these, the Pro Bowl. They, those guys don't want to be out on the field if they don't have to. I mean, it's again another possibility that they could go and get injured, even if you're running like a, a route at forty percent. Like, it's still a possibility that you know you could snag right. your foot they're, on something. That's and get the hurt. least likely scenario. Also, I I read it wrong um, with the home field advantage thing, the neutral site thing. Yeah. Basically it wouldn't, it wouldn't matter if a team other than the Bengals, okay. Chief, or, uh, Bengals chiefs and bills make it because those three teams are really the, the, the three teams that are affected in the AFC championship, like home field advantage situation Got because it. all of them get the one seed. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of like seating matters though. Like, don't get it twisted. If you're the Chargers and you're like, you don't like. Oh, we want the five really bad. Yeah, I mean, you don't like, despite losing to the Jaguars earlier this year, you don't want to be in a situation where you're facing one of those three teams. No, not at all. In the first round is a disaster. Not at all. Like, if you're the Cowboys, like, there was a debate today, like, oh, like, you take you the 500 still, team. Do you still sit your guys? Like, absolutely not. If there is a slightest chance, like, the Giants may sit their guys. Like, they're the, not going to. No, they're sitting some of them. They may. Like, if the Giants. They've, they've, they've already come out and said. In the, in the craziest of scenarios, like if the Eagles lose, the Cowboys can still win the NFC East, and they don't have to play Tom Brady and the Buccaneers in the first round. Like you don't want to be in a position if, like you really it matters if you're a wild card team who you play and where you go. Yeah. Like it's I don't know I I, I think that the eighth the eighteen playoff is kind of peculiar to me. It's definitely an ultimate ratings move. I, I just I I, just I br- the NFL I bring yeah but it's not just the NFL because it's the NBA and now it's the MLB too and like expansions the play-in game in the NBA the the additional wild card team in the MLB like I get it and we we get to have more teams involved in these in these playoff I don't mind it competitions oh no, it's great but yeah but at a certain point like 
Why are we playing 162 games in the MLB season then? Why are we playing an extra game well, in the NFL season? Why are we playing 82 games in the NBA season? I mean, the, the NFL— if, if, the, the if the regular season, if your record doesn't have to be as good as it used to be, then why are we playing as many games? Well, no, well, the 162, a lot of it is for just statistical history. Yeah. Like, they, they can't just say, like, okay, like, Ken Griffey Jr. and Babe Ruth and all these, all these players, and Hank Aaron got the opportunity to get 162 cracks every season— and then, like, the guys who play the future are only going to get, you know, 100 games. Like, that's just going to screw the record books. And I think the old do, baseball do they don't, You think they care about that? Yes. Yeah. They for sure care about that. I think, I think that rate, well, we were talking about ratings. Ratings drives everything. I think it has... I don't think they care about that. They still make more money having all those games out there, I think. Like, yeah, they make money, I mean, Maybe too. not if you're the Oakland A's, but, like, if you're the Yankees and the Mets, like, and those are the big market teams, you still make those money. Also, baseball is definitely one of the more archaic ways of thinking of Yeah, things. I would not you go, know, like I'm the, not going by them. I'm going by the... I mean, look, the NFL... Am I example is just that their playoff system has changed in recent years yeah no that it has and i think but ultimately to, to allow the, for an additional team to be included in the playoffs because the nfl is king and the nfl is doing that they're going to follow suit and the nfl is always going to dictate like the eight team reaction like that's not the logical reaction the logical reaction like if this really like i'm not saying it doesn't really matter but to me the logical reaction is, is you move everything back a week you ditch the pro bowl week because if you like that in that least likely scenario you're talking about nick like the NFC would have an advantage because the AFC would be behind a week. And at least like, yeah, you don't know who you're playing, but if it's Chiefs, Bills, okay, you can prep Chiefs, Bills. If you're like, whatever, the Eagles, the Cowboys, right. the Niners, or who Vikings, whoever you, whoever's in the Super Bowl. Like do the Bills, Bengals this week, knock everything back a week and ditch the Pro Bowl and give everyone an equal playing field heading into the Super Bowl and like ditch that extra week of rest and prep. Like that to me is the logical scenario. Adding an eighth playoff team, like, like the NFL, like let's not shy away from it, it, is a sucker for rating. They'll do anything. Like if it meant like Roger Goodell getting in a tutu and like shaving his nipples without shaving cream, they'd do it for 10 million views. Like and hey. honestly, they probably would get it realistically. Like <laughs> I don't, I don't think many people would watch him do anything, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? But like they'll do anything for the ratings. Look, am I going to complain? My team has a better chance of getting in. No. Like, I mean, I think if that's the case, like, I don't necessarily know, but are the Jets now playing for something? I mean, the Titans are playing for something. They even if they lose their, if that's the case. The Titans can make it even if they don't win their division now. I mean, that was the case even if even if the Jags had won the game. Sorry, no, the Jags can still make it. Jags can still make it, yeah. But like, Jags I don't know, man. Like, you're talking about the Titans, the Jags, the Pats, the Jets. I guess, like, if I'm the Bills, the Bengals, or the There's Chiefs. like team you didn't list. List them. The you, Dolphins. No. Steelers. Oh, the Steelers. No, but... You want to see them. Well, they've deservedly played better than any of the rest of those teams that I just listed outside of the Jags in the last, like, five games of the season. So why wouldn't I want to see them? I think That team's playing winning football. I think the Patriots have played well. I really do. I think... Either way, I guess, like, my point being, if I'm the Bengals, the Bills, or the Chiefs, it's whatever, because I'm not really worried about any of those teams. Because no. I should, and even the Chargers, I think, are a step ahead of all those teams that I just listed and what should about, beat those teams. What about the Ravens? They did without Lamar, it's like done. With Lamar, with, are they done even? Like, without Lamar, they might be worse than all those potential playoff teams. They are worse than all those potential. So, yeah, they're toast. With Lamar, though, like. They have a chance. We just got to see what he looks like, though, coming back yeah. from the injury. They just can't buy a break. Do you pay him? Really quick, right? I know we have a couple minutes. Yeah, left. I mean, I think so, right? What do you do? What else you do? You, yeah, what if you do if you don't? No, I just, I don't know. Like you, you I mean, gonna, there's gonna no Lamar Jackson though. You're not going to get a draft pick. There's not going to be a ton of free agent options out there. 
I don't think you're going to be bad enough the next year to get the number one overall pick for Caleb Williams. No. So I think you got to do all you can to keep him. Is he going to stay? That's up to him. But if you're the Ravens, you cannot let that guy Oh, walk. yeah. He can also leave, too. Yeah, it's a free agent. It's up to him. I don't know if you can do a sign and trade necessarily. I think you're in a. I think you have no choice now but to sign him. Or right. Let him walk for nothing. Right. I mean, if you're if you're staying and you're re-signing and they put an awesome deal in front of you, you better have some stipulations of like you guys got to bring in some more talent on this offensive side of the ball around me. I mean, they couldn't pick a receiver if, if their lives depended on it. No offense to some of these guys, they keep getting hurt, but like Perriman, Bateman, like Brown, like. You go down the list of like, and even you go back in the day, like they cannot pick a wide receiver in the first round to save their lives. Yeah. I mean, they have Dobbins, who's actually been good since he's been back. Obviously, Andrews is a beast. And their defense is unfortunate. Like, Roquan Smith was an unbelievable addition to their that's, defense. That's like the lifeline of the, their, their culture. Like, that's all they uh, their defense. Yeah. defense. Yeah. But you have a quarterback like who's qualified as like the running quarterback, but it'd be awesome to see if he But it's like, a guy who won the MVP. Like put some good weapons around him. Yeah. Put things around him that'll make your offense as good as your defense. For a team that really builds the defense so well, they just, well, I, uncharacteristically, I guess, for the way the rest of their franchise is built, don't put together a really good offense on the field. So we'll see how they do, but I imagine they'd be swiftly seeing themselves to the door uh, in the first round of the playoffs. But a lot going to happen. We'll get back. We'll talk more NFL when we get back. We'll maybe talk a little NBA because the NBA is heating up. And, of course, national championship going down in the college football playoff. Georgia meets TCU. 12.5-point favorite. Is that too much to cover? We'll talk about it when we get right back. Don't go anywhere. Josh Fisher, Alexander Tossman, the Octosopolis, DJ, Nikki, Snacks, Kreider, the Charity Stripe on ESPN 1090. Thank you for joining us. Please catch the Charity Stripe every Thursday at 6 p.m. on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.